Hi, I'm Arielle Zwim-Ross. I'm the host of Reset, a new podcast that explores the unexpected ways technology impacts our lives. I was the first climate change correspondent on American nightly TV news. And before that, I was a science reporter for The Verge. And I learned that tech isn't just your smartphone or laptop. It's the way we develop new medicines. It's how we compose music. It's our connection to friends and strangers. Tech is changing every day. And when I see those changes, I see worlds I can't wait to dive into and question. These days, every story is a tech story. And we're going to show you why. Subscribe to Reset for free on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Right now, you can hear my conversation with Kara Swisher about our philosophy. And you'll automatically get our very first episode when it drops on October 15th. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I'm Spencer Hall. You're listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. We're about to uh, we're about to do something that that we like to do, uh, which is recap the week in college football. I would like to say though that you know half of all teams lost this week, and uh, there's only one phrase to capture the sorrow for all of y'all who who managed to lose this week, and that's you hate to see it. You absolutely hate to see it. Started this too high. I'm going to regret it. Oh God! It's good because people are going to think that's me and not Holly. <laughs> okay, now it's. And I'm the one with the I'm the one with the haunting falsetto. That's the iron. When Cincinnati tweeted that, I was a little worried that they had uh, designed it so that the castle was going to explode. I thought it was going to like. Yeah, I, I had some real, real suspicious thoughts. You, you could put the bear cat into some pretty not safe for work situations. Just look at the mascot's face and tell me you couldn't. It could have gone way worse than it did, right? Yeah. This is in reference, by the way, to the University of Cincinnati's uh, football account. After beating UCF soundly, might I add, uh, on Friday night, and thus, uh, thus giving UCF fans just you know one more thing to talk about on the internet. They uh, Cincinnati football tweeted out uh, the Disney intro from any of their fine content products. You know the one, yeah, where it pulls back. It shows the great castle in front of Lake Buena Vista. It's got this beautiful little glow to it. Yeah, and they're playing "When You Wish Upon a Star," and then at the very end, in the Disney font. What does it say in a gorgeously rendered Disney cursive font, like the handwriting of Walt Disney himself? It says, you hate to see it. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And the reason it hit so hard is because, as noted, UCF fans have been talking quite a bit over the last two years. Some Much of it justified. Much of it justified. Um but portions of much it, of it justified por- all of it annoying portions of it uh directed at people who really can't do anything about the uh the issue and uh so that was sort of the reason that everyone appreciated this so much um because like it's no fun at all if LSU takes UCF down a peg but Cincinnati sure that's kind of punching <laughs> diagonally i guess and then <laughs> Did this stop UCF fans from talking on? No, they turned 
from trying to topple the evil empire to snitch tagging Walt Disney to say, "Hey, do you should you should do a copyright stuff." Oh my god, to take I missed that part. Did they because really? this well, they're, is... they're in Orlando. He is their undead god. Hey, they they stuck their head out the window and said, "Hey, zombie Walt Disney, you got to get in here and look at this meme these bastards from Ohio did." Man, if I wanted to see a bunch of sad people screaming Walt, I'd start streaming Lost over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ABC in-house joke. Count it. They just opened up the freezer and tapped on his glass. Hey, Walt, hey, you should know this is going on. Excuse me, cryogenically frozen head of Walt, sir? I like that I like that we just have him like Lennon in the middle of the town square, right? In a glass case in Orlando. I mean, they have to zap him back to life every 20 years so they can retain all the old copyrights. Yeah, that's right. Like, this is a known passion of undead Walt Disney. So the Bearcats will be hearing from his also undead lawyers. Now, here's the problem. Walt Disney's going to hear about this and he's like, are you kidding me? Ohio's our greatest source of income. We, we, are, <laughs> we are. Orlando is the Europe of Ohio. <laughs> I mean, uh, Epcot. I sent my son. You got to, all those folks fooled. I sent. Yeah, my, hell yeah, I've been to my, Morocco. I sent my son to UC. Shit, yeah, I've been to Morocco. I got croquis to prove it. I what guarantee you, there are Ohio State students who went to Disney World for a week and said that they studied abroad. You know, they all came back like talking with their hands and kissing people on both cheeks, saying cheers a lot. I love yeah. the idea of backpacking across Florida because. <laughs> The only trail all the way across Florida is is it's it's the long trail where other long trail people are like, don't do that shit. <laughs> it's like half a day in, you're like up to your shoulders in black mud with <laughs> mutant oh, turtles yeah, and you don't like, do that one at all. like crabs with six heads and like and there's like three people, you know, and they're all your best friends now because they're waiting for you to die so they can eat you. I know that some of you out there thinks thinks that crabs with six heads makes it sound like we're trying to make it fun. We're not. No, I have a yeah. really new appreciation for French fries ever since I went to went to Checkers on study abroad. So, I wanted my son to see something that was, you know, a little more cosmopolitan. So I sent him to UCF. I could have sent him to the University of Dayton, or like everyone else, but no, I sent him to UCF. And you know what? He's been to so many nations since then. Wait a goddamn second. Spencer, have you even been to Asia? Uh, you know or did what? you just fall asleep in World of China a lot? No comment. Uh, uh, remember, remember, you have more uh, more than one option there in terms of Walt Disney. Remember, because for a while, there was a, a theme park owned by the People's Republic of China Splendid in Orlando. China! Splendid How China, How does it yes. always come back to this? Listen, I never get tired of telling people about Splendid China because they never believe it. The best part about the Splendid China Wikipedia page is near the end when it's like, the, the park sat abandoned for several years and was uh, subject to multiple thefts and vandalism incidents. <laughs> Like they went and asked Todd the Vandal about exactly what he did. Todd well, the, the Vandal. Todd the Vandal, UCF's mascot. That's actually the name. It's not. It's not Nitro. It's yeah. It's Todd the Vandal. He stole that night outfit. That man doesn't know any night shit. Yeah, yeah, man. I carjacked a guy at medieval times. Got this sweet night outfit out of it. Yeah, I, I, horse- I killed a transformer, and now I wear his skin. 
I think I think you mean he steed jacked him. <laughs> wow, it's medieval times. Yeah. By the way, they beat the crap out of him. It was. Uh, I mean, you're you're saying this for a three point victory. Yeah. No, they they hammered him. Okay. Like like. No, since he since he did that thing where uh, UCF was not going to get more than thirty points. Yeah. They're going to make a bunch of mistakes. Every single hit was going to hurt real bad. And they were gonna run. Uh, they were gonna run the hell out of the ball and keep him off the field. Which, ta-da, they did. Dylan Gabriel had three turnovers. UCF kind of looked pedestrian. And you know what Luke Fickle looked like? Luke Fickle looked a like a man. Man. He looked like a man. A, a man, man who, in full. A man in full search of Is another that me job. Saying Ryan Day has a fat face. Hell yes. <laughs> That's exactly Ohio State. You might have hired the wrong guy because you know who the guy. You know who the guy who's still got his cardio? You know who the guy who's can like walk right in the octagon and probably put up a passable effort in a fight? Yeah, you didn't hire him. I bet Ryan Day, strictly elliptical machine at this point. Luke Fickle, combat ready. Do I get to say that because I have an enormous head? Shit, yeah, I do. Luke Fickle is like, Ryan, all day. Yeah. (laughs) You listen here, Ryan Day. Ryan Day and night. Luke Fickle is New Day. I don't care what Dana White says. I'm ready. So, Friday was an exciting day. Uh, we had <laughs> <laughs> that happened, uh, and at the same time, uh, Snoop Dogg was uh, becoming the chancellor of Kansas University. I think because mm-hmm. he had brought his acrobatic friends, which Jeff Long interpret when when Jeff Long, uh, former playoff. Uh, chairman, current feet pornographer on Twitter. Yeah, since uh, when is Jeff Long not into eroticism? Soft yeah, when, when soft he heard, feet pornographer. Please, mm, they didn't look that soft to me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for that shit, you gotta go into Missouri, brother. Kansas is strictly a Cinemax and below kind of economy. When when Jeff Long heard the word Snoop Dogg's acrobatic entertainers, he I I guess he was literally picturing gymnasts like. I don't know. Like, he was picturing, like, the trampoline dunk guys. Snoop Dogg is very tall. Did he think they were going to climb him like some sort of maypole? That sounds pretty good. We should ask. I, I will we say. We should write him a letter and ask. I, I would be that. real happy to make fun of Jeff Long all night. Um, but, one, I don't think anybody really wants to hear that. Uh, two. Mm-hmm. And, and two, I, I will say this. Um, it's like 90% on Jeff Long. Uh, Snoop did like uncensored versions of everything. <laughs> it's everything. two a.m. Um, sorry, was he told not to? There's no clean no, songs no. at two a.m. I know, I know, but like they didn't hash this out, right? Like if that's, that's on the university, if that's what Kansas wanted, right? They should have been like, "Have we ever listened to one of his songs?" Like one. They're like, "I saw Soul Plane." Yeah, I saw him with Martha Stewart, a delightful man. Yeah, how did this happen? Like, did they see his cooking show? I think I, I think he was available at the price point that they were looking to do. Mm-hmm. You think they just picked him? Like, we picked Dave Wanstep for a cameo, like yes, forty bucks. Yes, yes, I do. Sold. And, and like, I don't think I don't think Snoop Dogg is like absurdly cheap or anything. But I think he's cheaper than getting somebody a little bit more contemporary. At the triangulation of recognizable and affordable? Yes, I think that's right. And think- and also up for like game for it. Yes. The most key word is willing, because if we know anything about the last twenty five years of pop culture, it's that a Snoop is willing to appear at your event. No matter what it is. 
Yeah. Will you give Will you give him a jersey? I know we give Drake hell for this, but Snoop Snoop is right up there in terms of I will wear anyone's sports uniform. Snoop has been doing it for longer, just with less. Uh, he cycles through the jerseys less obviously, right? He's is it that is it that Snoop doesn't pretend to be a lifelong fan of the team and think, live and die with it like Drake? I think it's more he has just a slow burn about it, <laughs> which yeah, mm-hmm. that that also is a hobby of his. Snoop is very transparent about like, hi, I'm wearing this jersey because this school paid me to do that. And whereas Drake is just like, oh, I want to be a basketball superstar so bad. I want to be, I want to be awesome. Let me be awesome, Are you Coach say- Cal. I- can I can I just go ahead and suggest one other theory as to why Snoop can freely float from one team to another without really lingering too much? It could be due to a lack of focus. <laughs> I don't. Hmm? It could be due to sort of a maybe a general, he's got that glaucoma. I hear that uh, certain, haziness or fuzziness about yeah, I, his. I hear certain medications can help with that. <laughs> it's like. The best part about this whole thing, we've left out that Snoop Dogg also had like a handheld money cannon that he sprayed the crowd with dollar. With, with, <laughs> they, well, they, they weren't NCAA athletes. So what's investigation? The That's the best part. Is that this was NC, that this was Kansas's? Hey, basketball season is starting. Celebration at Florida. They call it Midnight Madness. They call it that at a bunch of other places. I don't know if that's what they call it at Kansas. It really doesn't matter. But to celebrate the start of basketball season. Like, what, within a week of being under major NCAA investigation and possible sanction? Hell yeah. Th- this is what they did. They were like, strippers in cash! I am, honest- I am honestly surprised that is Rick... Is it possible Pat- that they took the correct lesson from the most recent round of uh, NCAA basketball sanctions? And were like, lean in, bitches! I am surprised Rick Patino did not apparate. At this event, once he heard that there were exotic dancers in cash, maybe he did for a few seconds. <laughs> I was going to say it only ta- it only takes him a few seconds to come. He, so he just popped right, right in. Oh God, dude! Popped right, right out. You didn't even. It didn't is even the, it him. is the Sabbath, man. So <laughs> the other thing going on Friday night uh, that was not uh, broadcast anywhere was uh, at our Charlotte show. We had the world's angriest ACC fan, described by some as the fine bomb caller of ACC fans, uh, bum rush the stage, which you can kind of hear at the end of the audio. By the way, the audio is awesome. Everyone says it's bad. They're <laughs> liars because you can hear people not only Y'all in like have the spoiled 25th real row, recently. you can hear people who are not even in our room. You can hear a screaming wedding party like down the hall. Yeah. That's fucking great audio. It's, if you want bad audio, go listen to our Atlanta show, True Norwegian yeah. Black Metal of yeah, football podcasts. Y'all ain't, but everybody complaining about this audio is new. Y'all yeah, ain't in is- game shape. It's, it, yeah. it helps to listen to the audio if you pretend that you are Daredevil right when he becomes Daredevil, and yeah. all sound is overwhelming. That's the experience. Yeah, yeah fuck you're yeah. welcome. It's yeah. a Robert. It's a Robert Altman movie. Really, it's like open mics, layered dialogue. It's it's not for the it's not for the beginner. But you know what? It's also not for the slow. You got you got this this podcast. We got a speed limit. And a speed minimum. You got to keep up. <laughs> Martin Scorsese says he loves our podcast. Yeah, he yeah. said he said he did. He said. It, I wish uh, I hadn't deleted all my tweets because that means I deleted the one that said Shutter Island is Martin Scorsese's Kangaroo Jack. And I feel like that would have been really useful today. <laughs> so brought up the Charlotte show to also bring up the fact that we have Jacksonville tickets on sale. You can, if you're looking for just a, a link, 
voxmediaevents.com. I assume you can find it there. If not, go look through the accounts of ours. You'll probably see it at some point, I bet. I'm, check- I'm uh, checking right now in real time. Nope, doesn't take you to it. Great. Well, anyway, check the accounts. It's around somewhere. It's I'll make sure hunt. to I'll make sure to redirect 25 snakes to it. How about that? Uh so yeah, Jacksonville, the bar is high. How much noise can you make? That's I'm it. That's the end of the fire works inside. <laughs> it's not against the law. In fact, it's encouraged. I think the most um encouraging thing about the whole of uh, the whole fracas was that we later learned that this was not a a, a um, paying customer. No. This was somebody who innocently and I don't blame the person who did this because it's the shutdown full cast. Calm down. Also, who would be there on purpose? Right. Except please buy tickets to the Jacksonville show. Um, somebody just let this guy in because he was like, hey, what's going on? And the place where we had it is like a big beer garden, beer hall place that like... An excellent establishment. Yeah, and they had like four different things going on. So the fact that somebody just was randomly like, hey, <laughs> I want to come see this thing. He just, man, he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah, the quote we got from, I believe, uh, <clears throat> Jinko Boy on Twitter was that this dude was like, they talking about Clemson in there? Yeah, we thought it was a Louisville fan at first. Yeah, there were per one report. reports that he was a Louisville enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, he was... per one report is a Louisville fan. Uh, per Jinko Boy, the only journalist I trust, Clemson fan. So I, I, thought, a... it, I thought Louisville fan was way funnier. Because, yes, like, I agree. You just fucking got here. What are you mad about? Yeah. Yeah, he was removed from the premises by uh, by a guy who used to work as a bouncer. Who, thank you so much. <laughs> and currently works as a wrestling coach. Yeah. <laughs> so before you had to entertain the idea of any any of us actually trying to physically remove someone from the premises and what physical comedy that would be for everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, I, can I dissent? I think any one of y'all could have taken this. Dude. He was real skinny, man. This dude. He was, was real, real skinny. skinny and drunk as yeah, shit. Yeah, but he Alex was going to have picked this dude up and like. The tell for out. me. The tell for me was he. He was wearing shorts. He had some chicken legs. Yeah. I'm not worried about getting kicked my ass kicked by a chicken I, legs, dude. My favorite part listening back is just Spencer just keeps spitting bars. Just keeps talking about the '96 Gators. Like the dude's not even there. <laughs> I mean, I, I was pretty sure at one point, like. Skater was either going to be thrown out, right? Or I was just going to talk him down. Like, he was just going to be like, dear God, this man won't shut up. I have to leave. <laughs> I guess they done talking about Clemson. Yeah, ske- yeah. So if Skeeter. You, if you have any delusions that we're going to come to your city or your region and use it as an opportunity to say a bunch of nice things about your team <laughs> or your the conference in which they play... Re-examine that. Think about the choices that you're making. If listen, if you want to, if you want somebody to just tell you how good your team and your conference are, SEC and ACC network are right there. Longhorn networks right there. You probably don't get Pac-12 network, but you could probably uh, have somebody send you a transcript. Big Ten yeah. networks right there. Like you can go get that somewhere else. We don't need yeah. to give it to you. Yeah, I, I knew we were okay, by the way. One last note on the Charlotte show, and thank you if you attended. Uh, y'all were all delightful. Every single last one of you. Hell, Skeeter, if you're listening to this, come on back, brother. No, no, we'll, stop that. I mean, we'll throw you out again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll. Yeah, I mean, that'll happen. 
But uh, my last note, I knew we were okay because our opening bit was a uh, bit comparing Billy Graham and Ric Flair. And when we mentioned Billy Graham, the room went... I thought, okay, we're going to be all right. And then we mentioned Ric Flair. The entire room in unison instantly went, woo! I do have one regret from the Charlotte show that I would like to rectify here. One, Um, huh? Yep, just one. We otherwise perfect show, no problems whatsoever. The uh, we talked about the Panthers a little bit, the Carolina Panthers, and we all neglected to do this. Oh yeah, yeah. We we did vow beforehand to do that like every four minutes, and we didn't. We did a sound check. Yeah, we did a sound check, fuckers. Yeah. So. All right. That's it. So next. On also, our, uh, by the way, you know how you can listen to the audio of the live show and have it be better. Come to the fucking show, broke boys. Yeah, we uh, good listeners only for only for rich folks. Yeah, who can? Yep. Sorry. I, like I, for the record, I am personally against posting audio of the live shows at all because I think it just should just be for paying customers. Because I'm a businesswoman like that. Ryan is nicer than me, and this is the thanks you assholes give him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just want to dump as much shitty audio onto your phone as possible. So, uh, so the natural transition here is, you know, we're talking ACC. Next, next on our, you know, uh, chicken scratch sketch notes for today. Next on the big board is ACC stuff. But I would prefer to skip ahead to Iowa, Michigan, and circle back to the ACC. There is we a do that. very, very clear reason for this. Uh, on the way back from Charlotte, uh, Holly Spencer and I, we listened to the Iowa Mission, Michigan broadcast, specifically the Michigan radio broadcast featuring Dan Deerdorf and his partner, Dan Waldorf. Which was not what we set out to do. We set out to look for the <coughs> Iowa radio broadcast, and it turns out that we don't have that on my radio dial. So we turned to the Michigan as a second resort and found treasure. It was highly fortuitous because the Michigan broadcast was exactly what we were looking for the Iowa broadcast to be. You would never think of the Michigan broadcast to be the one where everyone's just like shouting in anger, right? You would expect that to be the stately courtly one. You expect the Iowa Iowa one to be the one where everyone's like fascinated by all these fucking crossing routes these cowards are running. (laughs) Yeah, no, we we thought we were settling. We were here watching football. Game. We thought we were settling for something, and we had no idea what we were in for. See, I am not. Su- I wasn't with y'all, but I am not actually all that surprised by this because the Michigan fans that we know—Jane Coaston, Brian Cook, Braves and Birds—like are all outside. When a Michigan game is not actually happening, tend to be very smart, very thoughtful, very like analytical people. And when a Michigan game is happening. They, it's like they're they start growing hair and claws, and they're just like, God damn it, what can we? Like they lose all of it, and then yeah, and then these they, people have multiple professional degrees and accolades, and then the they game, all... and then the game ends, and they're like, okay, and now to write eight thousand words comparing this game to the journey, the journey of Don Quixote. Then they turn back into Bruce Banner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, then, yeah. yeah no, I was just a little surprised because I just didn't think Michigan would permit sidewalk alumni. That's, that's very interesting. <laughs> no, all so, of so. it doesn't matter. Like, if you scratch them, and I think this is true of many fan bases, but if you scratch them or if you see them in full bloom during a game, they all devolve into Gary from Kalamazoo, right? They all... <laughs> 
they all turn into guys who are like, out there running this cowardly Iowa offense. The one that relies on crossing routes. Me and my buddies at the fishing bar could do better about this. So I'm out ice fishing and Janine calls and I throw the phone into the water. And I'm I like, Jesus her, Christ, Janine. We're going to be left alone out here. goddamn points. It went back when Bo ran this program. I would have been running laps until I shit my jeans. And I would have been running in jeans and happy to be there. You know why? Because jeans are blue. I would have shat jeans into my shit. Back or the pants of a carpenter. So my favorite part was me. Like, Dan Deardorff. If you grew up watching the NFL, you think of this as, like, the most boring man alive. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> the NFL was boring for, like, 20 years. He was also and... consistently on the boring broadcast where you were like, and we're here where the Dolphins are losing by 18 and yeah, the game hasn't like, even started. Ah, oh, fuck, it's Dan Deardorff. But, yeah. man, he could not possibly be more perfect. Like, lineman under Bo Schimbeckler, uh, he was so fucking awesome that, like, in his downtime, he was the wrestling team's sparring partner. Just out there, like the team uh, sparring partner, putting over the whole wrestling team. Partner. So he was he was basically like a hyperactive nine year old who just needed more more activity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't and, know anything about Dan Deardorff then. I'm just appreciating Dan Deardorff now. He was so awesome as a football player, and I think this all builds toward what he became now. Is like. According to the wiki, at least, which I accept as fact, Boshan Beckler would slide him from right tackle to left tackle, and that is where the ball was going. Like, <laughs> the defense is just like, ah, oh, fuck, he's on our side now. Here comes Dan Deardorff. He's not going to run a fucking crossing route. He's going to run over my face. And they meanwhile, would do things the like... other dude on the broadcast, Jim... <laughs> Jim Brandstatter. Brandstatter was uh, said to be... Brandstatter! Jim... Jim... We're watching Iowa score three points. That is horrible. Jim was Dan's, like, backup at Michigan. So these two dudes have known each other for 50 years. And I think Holly yeah. made the point that, like, they've known each other for 50 years, and this is the banter you get. Dude, dude's it's screaming, beautiful. <laughs> dude's screaming, sack time! Sack time! To be yeah, fair, Jim to be fair, if I had a Transformer that was a garbage truck, I would name it Deerdorf. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I grew up, you know, as a football fan, like, uh, Dan Deardorff is lame. And now, like, I wish he could call every game. I would die for Dan Deardorff. Yeah, so, so, were... so what I'm hearing is we're, we're exclusively going to enjoy the Michigan-Ohio State game from the Michigan radio broadcast. This is horrible. Yeah, there was there was one oh, point where, horrible. where Brandstatter... By the way, you notice we've only mentioned two men over the age of 60. Surely <laughs> you must be thinking, oh, there's a play-by-play -play guy. Nope! <laughs> nope! Nope! Not you're needed. Just, you're just... Michigan had you set up, like, just to watch the whole thing with, like, the... Uh, two cranky, like, cranky great-uncles. Yes. The Statler and Waldorf approach. They've just got two guys in a and booth. it's perfect. It's so... It's Every so... Every oh. now and then, they beam down to the sideline guy whose name is Crash. They're like, hey, Crash, what do you see down there? And he's like, well, the field goal missed. And they're like, ah, it sure did. I, that was a shocker. 
It went outside the uprights. It's supposed to go inside the upright. They had this. They have this thing where they do an upward punch on the inflections at the end of every sentence. This and, was oh god, it makes me want to run through walls. Y'all think we're being facetious? We're not. This was the most I have ever enjoyed consuming either of these. TV I'm going to try to two part. I'm going to try to two man one segment. I'm remembering uh, which was when Shape here. It was Jim Brandstatter going Shay Patterson. He takes the ball. He's drifting. It goes out. He's got seven men in the pattern. I don't know how that happened, but they're all open. And he and he just throws it right at the first down marker. And it bounces off, and Iowa intercepts it. He They just intercept it. And then Deerdorf waiting the exact amount of time, like the perfect amount of time, just three beats. You just hear Dan Deerdorf go, horrible. <laughs> and that was his third use of horrible on that drive alone like he was fucking over Shea Patterson there was also a great banter moment where like like usually in a broadcast you have like every 10 minutes like some focus group is like you know there's a producer in their ears like alright guys let's say something fun right no there is no fun on this broadcast how can you have fun when they're running all these goddamn crossing routes we found we found out at the end of the show that their producer's name is tony i, I hope that he is the same age as they are by the way not lying tony has no last name <laughs> yeah but both announcers both overly complimentary and also philosophically skeptical about the offensive innovation and wizardry of the iowa hawkeyes <laughs> We just can't figure this thing out. The Affleck trivia question. Who the hell is this wonder Brian Ferentz? <laughs> so well, okay. The, my, the, the, the fun, fun sorry. banter was like, uh, they got to talking about golf. And, and one of them <laughs> oh, was no. like, I call my golf game the Shankopotamus. And the other's like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think... call mine the Shankosaurus. I and the producers Jim, I, in their ear are like, guys, this is great. We're having fun. Let's keep it going. <laughs> anyway, Shay Patterson looks like a big crap I took in the john. <laughs> my my favorite part of this was how they they we were a little confused for a while because obviously the game was ten to three for some time. And they're like, oh, we're, we're clinging to a lead here. And, and uh, we're wondering aloud in the car, why are they worried about a 10 to 3 game? This is Michigan, Iowa. And they, they referenced it multiple times and we couldn't figure out why they were so stressed. And then the second the whistle blew, they were like, never in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a commanding was, defensive the game win. Was 10 to 3 for like six hours. And these dudes are like, Dan, I gotta tell you, I've sweat through four pairs of jeans so far. As soon as the game over, it is... This was a masterful defense. My Sansa belts, they came off. This is... Yeah, there was... So I was, by the way, one more thing, Ryan. One more thing. Just this. I'm sorry that you missed this, Ryan. I am too. I'm not sorry that you had... I'm not sorry that you didn't have to spend six hours on construction-laden I-85, but this was our reward. Iowa's final drive when they were attempting to do anything resembling approaching the end zone, which they did not because on the final drive, it went holding penalty, holding penalty, false start, sack, sack, I believe was the final tally on that drive. Every time Iowa like loaded both barrels and shot themselves in the foot, they were like, the defensive masterpiece. Never got just the effort. Sad. Yeah, and Brandstatter, Brandstatter would say, 
sack time, okay? Which, um, again, how long have these guys been together and this is their touchstone catchphrase? That's the big, big catchphrase. It's beautiful. I'm not making fun. You think I'm making fun. I am reveling in this. Sack time! Next time you eat a calzone, I want you to think, sack time! <laughs> sack time! Um, I watched this game on television, so I did not have nearly the enjoyment level. That's an level. inferior technology. <laughs> I, I absolutely Television! Agree. There was one good quote, though, that I would If like... I want television, I'll go to the bar the ears are the testicles of the face i'll go to the bar to get away from the old bag (laughs) (laughs) calling me while i'm ice fishing jesus here's the only the only bag i ever need dan speaking of bags (laughs) sack time (laughs) here is the only quote i want to offer from the fox broadcast this is from joel clatt i think this is sometime in the first quarter clatt time (laughs) he said a punt. He this is what he said. A punt is not a bad play for Shea Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. That was said after Shea Patterson like threw the ball out of bounds rather than force an interception or take a sack. I feel okay. It was funny against Wisconsin. It was funny against Army. I have crossed into some sort of realm, some sort of spirit realm, where I feel genuinely bad for Shea Patterson because. I don't know what the fuck they've been doing up there, but he has not been set up to succeed no. by people who are paid millions of dollars to do so. We ought no. to try one of these crossing routes. <laughs> Maybe we should pull one of the kids out of the stands and let them coach the game. Get over to Iowa and see what they're cooking up. Because, man, it smells pretty good. Smells like bratwurst and success, Dan. Smells like an ice cold beer. <laughs> This is really fun yelling this on my back porch at ten thirty at night. I'm gonna I'm gonna like look up and see a man from like like Toledo like Hey you a Michigan oh, you, fan? You caught the game, huh? Why why do we keep putting like why why is Pat McAfee on television when we can have these two? I mean, I don't want them on TV. I don't I wanna <laughs> see their faces. I wanna see the veins in their heads. No, I, they don't move. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Like, Dan Deardorff was supposed to be like... like it's Dan like Deardorff, it's like Olmec screaming at you about Michigan football. Exactly. Like, if you could actually just put... Not seeing a downside. If you could just put their voices in the heads from Legends of the Hidden Temple, right? I would watch that. I would watch two... Somebody, I, you, you, know somebody, sta- you know somebody's going to mash that up now, right? That's fine. That's the football game in Indianapolis we can never make. And you know, the worst part is I know Michigan fans are going to hear this. And I know some of them like, like saw us like laughing about it on Twitter and said, Yeah, y'all are going to be boring about this. These guys are, these are awful. They just like, they don't give me any information. No, oh God. If you had been in the car with us guys, the joy that this brought to our day. (laughs) The best 10, honestly, the best 10-3 game I didn't watch all year. Will be this game. Information is trash, man. This was awesome. Yeah, if I want to know what's going on in the game, I can watch it on my fucking phone. I'd rather listen to these guys than do anything. Um, should so, we, uh, let's go ahead and downshift emotionally and talk about the <laughs> ACC. I if I wanted an emotional downshift, I'd talk to my son-in-law. <laughs> Get it together, Fad. What? <laughs> is his name Fad? Fad. Can't even say it right against you so bad. He's got such potential. And he's just trying to be a, what are you, a gamer? 
You know, was he a- went to Eastern though, so I've never really loved him. You know, who a real he gamer was e- Dan Deardorff. He likes esports. You know, if I the only esport I recognize is equestrianism, and that's for ladies. I'm just reaching at this point, but it's so great to do. Now I'm imagining like Michigan moms doing ice dressage. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Huh? You had me at ice. <laughs> Boy, Go do that, say, Janine. Leave me alone. Did you say dressing? Let me fish. God damn it. Keep your dressing. I'll take the turkey. Oh, dressage. Oh, it's oh, when oh. you get a massage with ranch. You know, the turkey. <laughs> oh, Hor- horrible. 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 <laughs> you know, the turkey is a noble bird. Benjamin, uh, eagles are too showy. Speaking of turkeys, it's yeah, time to talk Virginia Tech football. Oh, man. <laughs> so I had the to... The me first bald eagle. I'm sorry. Did y'all watch any of this game, Virginia Tech Miami? Yeah, I watched uh, yeah. about the I watched about 20 minutes of it. Man. So I so I filled in for fourth. That fourth quarter was okay, guys. Man. I'll be back. Uh, I'll, I'll be back in one second, but I promise I'm not making this up. I have chili on the stove. <laughs> so, oh, that's a... hey, hey, hang on. <laughs> you can't stop. Soup, soup's on. Sounds like it's time for a blood transfusion. <laughs> Snack time. Um, all right, so I I, back. I gotta go. I gotta go catch an Uber. I filled in for Godfrey on this week's PAPN, this Sunday's PAPN, which I'm really excited for um, that audience to hear me instead of Godfrey. I think it's gonna go great. Um, so I had to watch like the condensed version of this game. Yeah. Miami turned the ball over on their first four possessions. And fell in a 28-0 hole quickly. Yep. They threw a Hail Mary at the end of the first half, which is pretty mm-hmm. funny to cut it to 28-7. Yeah. And then and then Virginia Tech like just walked away from the controller for mm. most of the rest of the game. <laughs> it, they had they had two touchdown drives in the second half, and every other drive was a three and out. Every other drive. This was like it was it was very it was probably the most damaging a Virginia Tech win could be at this point. Which is an impressive feat. I like the part where you said I had to do PAPN so I actually watched some football. (laughs) (laughs) Well look, I wasn't gonna like actually go back and try to figure out what happened in a Virginia Tech Miami game of very little consequence otherwise. Sure. But but it's important that group of five programs like Miami get the attention that they deserve (laughs) on PAPN. Yeah. Boys, that chili is thick and stuck to the stove like my second wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, big props to Miami for pulling the incredible feat of down 14, scored a touchdown, went for two, got it, scored another touchdown, and missed the extra point, which would have put them ahead by Uh one point. It was, that was just like, man... You, Miami, you are all things at all times, as long as those things are bad. Can I share with you my ACC news of the week? Yeah. So, Pitt played Duke. All right? That's true. 
And in said game, uh, Duke was uh, losing by by quite a lot. And Hell yes, Duke football! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, losing, I believe, 26 to 3. Yep. Then, tw- then 26. And then uh, Pitt promptly sort of, you know, eased up on the controls a bit. Duke got back into the game. And then, then, Pitt slammed the door on them. What did this coincide with? A fresh retweeting of Dave Wanstead talking about sandwiches to me to Ryan to Nanny. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on a cameo we paid forty dollars for Which is now paid for itself several thousand times over, I would argue. Yeah, God, it, in such a short time, I think we got that on the way to the Birmingham show. Yes. Uh, which would have been in July. I feel like we should record that on a like a DVD or a VHS and send it into space and just see what happens. <laughs> Sandwiches just start raining down. Space, yeah, Boy, that's... you want a golden record. I want to talk about Fleetwood Mac's rumors. Mac Our time! People... <laughs> <laughs> Our people were starving, and yet we found instructions from the seer <laughs> on how to make on how to make the ideal food, and our civilization thrived. And lo, we have brought it back to you, our benefactors. And that's how Dave Wanstead became the uh, the new god of the outer planets. King of Mars. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. So Pitt, so Pit, again, and not only, not only holding on for a 35... Nerpter. Nasser. Okay, I got a challenge. I got a pit challenge for you. Pit pronunciation challenge. Okay. Pluto. Pluto. Oh, um, all right. Pluto. <laughs> yeah, you got to say it like Luda. But... Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. Pluto. Pluto. Not not a planet. Oh fuck you, buddy. <laughs> so yes, you're welcome, Pit. That's two victories that recharging the Pit super weapon with Dave Wanstead talking about sandwiches has so- given you. My favorite part is those two idiotic games. That is 50% of ACC action for the weekend. There are only four games. Three of them were completely stupid. Boston College Louisville was a maximum Big 12 game that came down to Louisville defense. Sure. Uh, And then the only game in which nothing stupid happened was Mac Brown with a wire-to-wire win over a bad Georgia. Mac Brown handling business. That's it. That's the only normal thing in the ACC. A thousand-year-old Mac Brown. Also, we have a new piece of lore spotted by a podcast reader. Um, the ACC's official website listed Georgia Tech as playing Minnesota during this game. Uh, Georgia, uh, Minnesota is now in the ACC Coastal. There is a mnemonic device that uh, I, uh, we worked on for the Charlotte show that we didn't get to to help you remember which team is in which ACC division. Scrap that. Good thing we didn't read it because... Throw, throw that record out because Minnesota's in the ACC Coastal. Additionally, Minnesota's listed as number 26 on the AP Top 25 page today because of that page. It has all sorts of nooks and crannies and uh, mysteries to discover. So the even ACC teams that aren't in the ACC are doing stupid shit. So wait, Minnesota is not only in the ACC Coastal, they're leading it. Mm, are they the highest? Is Virginia ranked? I don't know. I mean, I th- well, it, it just by record. Oh, they're one and zero because they beat Georgia Tech, right? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. They beat like Georgia Southern or something like that. I don't think they've actually played an ACC team. No, they beat Georgia Tech according to ACC.com. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I don't know. Illinois might be an ACC team too at this point. Could probably argue it. I, I think Illinois will sleep wherever they're allowed to sleep. Nap that's, time! Nap time! Yeah, because Illinois, because that's. If you listen, by the way, uh, Cuppy Cup of our Texas A&M blog on the SB Nation network, uh, he is doing 8-bit theme songs of various fight songs. And the Illinois one, honestly, an 8-bit, it sounds just right. Because you're like, yeah, this sounds like 35 cents. It, and it also sounds like, yep, this is a team that can go up, down, left, and right. That's it. Temp- the tempo changes. Would you like to, <laughs> would you like to press A or press B? When does Illinois go up? Okay, fair. Uh, is it time to talk about SEC football? Yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah! It is time to talk about SEC football. Let's talk about the Tennessee squirrel. Fucking hell. That okay, sounds, first that of sounds all, better. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so, there was a squirrel at the Tennessee game. <laughs> And it's not just like, oh, hey, there. it's not like when there was a fox at, what was that, a Texas Tech game a couple years ago. Rally fox, or, yeah. Yeah, or occasionally you'll see like, oh, there's a, there's a mischievous squirrel at a baseball game or something like this. No, this is somebody who lives in Oak Ridge who... Wait, does he really? That's that's what the local news story said, oh, yes. Oh, fucking hell, I probably know this person. You probably do. There's a decent chance. Um, Wait, what's his name? Hold on, let me find it. If it's my neighbor, if it's one of my neighbors, I'm not telling um, you. All right, here is the here is the article titled "Tennessee Fans Pet Squirrel Shows Off His Volunteer Pride." Um, this <laughs> man's name is uh, I'm going to apologize if I get this incorrect. Syed Awad. Not familiar. Okay, this okay, is his I'm pet curious. squirrel. Um, sign this it. Is, there's too much of my life in this podcast. Sign and Sinan. I don't know which exactly it is. According to the article, he found this squirrel abandoned, which I would argue all squirrels are abandoned, so I don't really mm-hmm. note the distinction there. And he took it in as a rescue, and shortly there- thereafter, he began to dress it up um, and put it on Instagram. And so he brought he brought this squirrel with this little, like, Tennessee helmet, Tennessee jersey, whatever, to this to to the Tennessee Georgia game, and there are just all these pictures of of casual Tennessee fans being like, "Hey, look at the squirrel!" And I think they're happy because in all of the pictures where they're holding the squirrel in the stands, they are not facing the field, and they're very it happy is, to have an excuse to not watch. It is delightful. The one thing I'm complaining about is that normally I just have a bunch of people at my mentions every day who think raccoons and possums are the same thing. They're not. And now I have a bunch of people who think that squirrels and possums are the same thing, which is even dumber. Stop that. I The only other notice, notable thing from this game, uh, I would say, was Holly pretty much calling how it would go almost exactly. <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Holly, just go ahead and read verbatim what you what you put down, and then we'll we'll compare it to what reality. Okay, who wants who wants to find the whatever point in the box score? Uh, who wants to open up their YouTube TV and and find what time eight twenty three p.m. was? So so we estimated that this is when the the score was fourteen. Oh, I know, I know what the score was. I just don't know what the time in the game was at this point. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it was efforting. You, it was you fourteen. Read, you know? So it was fourteen thirteen. Second was, quarter, was, right? Okay. Yes, correct. It was it was part of the the series of uh, the series of plays uh, during this game in which Tennessee led Georgia 14-13 for some fucking reason. I say that like I don't know the reason. And everybody got excited. 
And I said, there's something very specific happening here that y'all are missing. Uh, But I have seen this movie before because Georgia has a lifelong habit of dicking around against its body bag games. And Tennessee is now a body bag game. That's the part people were missing. Georgia likes playing like this against Mercer. And they don't have to play any harder than they do against Mercer to beat Tennessee right now. And so at 8.23 p.m. with Tennessee leading 14-13 in the second quarter, I said, Georgia will score before halftime, 2014 heading into the locker room. Final score, I don't know, 37-14. to The thing that I missed was Georgia scoring twice before halftime. Uh, I regret the error. Um, and the final score was 43-14, which also is explained by that. Um, that, that last score at the end of the first half came with nine seconds left. So you were very, yeah. very close to nailing this with spooky accuracy. I love that feeling of knowing your team is stuck on a score, right? Like mm-hmm. when your team, you're like, hey, we scored 17. That's it. That's all we got. That's- if it was pretty much any other team, by the way, I except maybe Alabama, I don't think I could have called this one. But there was so, Georgia was so specifically doing this Georgia thing. Uh, yeah, this wasn't hard. I do want to talk about Auburn, Florida. I'm just going to, yeah, okay. I'm going to come right out. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, that was. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it was an Auburn Florida game, which meant that everything went sideways. Very little made sense. Um, it was stressful for everyone involved, and uh, well, Auburn forgot their double coupons on this day. They did. They did. They forgot their double coupons, which meant that Florida, profligate Florida, wasteful Florida, handed over four turnovers. Florida. Fortunately, Auburn was feeling equally profligate. They handed over four turnovers. Can I pause to disabuse the notion of anyone that I am saddened by the Tennessee-Georgia game? I, The rare literal moment when I am not mad and I am actually laughing. I'm Okay, I'm a little bit mad because I really thought I had this game nailed. And I was off by six. Carry on. Speaking of nailed. I'm mad at math. Math time! Math time! I haven't been this mad at math since my fourth divorce. (laughs) Math was my wife. I never knew Michigan fans had this many marital problems. I assume they just stayed married and were unhappy. It gets cold. Things things get frayed. Cuffing season? Listen, if I wanted cuffing season, I'd take off these cuff links. Go to the ice. Get Uh, a magic fish. That's not my best work. I could do better. Uh, That's yeah. demonstrably untrue. Trask time. <laughs> um, yeah, that, no, it was good. Like, oh God, I, I started laughing like them. I, I <laughs> <laughs> this was, by the way, the game where this is the game where you go, oh hey man, Bo, Bo Nix is a freshman. They got a real limited pass game. That's probably something Todd Grantham could even understand. They did. They did. They they harassed the hell out of him. And he threw three picks, including some some awful ones. I say that as somebody who's watched a lot of Florida quarterbacks over the last decade. Some truly heinous picks. He played like a freshman. Uh, Kyle Trask managed managed the game well. Did get injured. Marlon Williams rolled up on him uh, unintentionally. They had a nice little big cuddle bear moment after the game. That's when I remember that Kyle Trask is like 6'5". He's huge. He doesn't look, he doesn't sort of talk huge or look huge. He's massive. Um, and Dan Mullen was running him. I I don't know why after a severe leg injury, but, you know, who's going to see the the quarterback draw coming on third and one when your quarterback has 
an armored left leg. Yeah, you, you got to call Todd Grantham Cindy Lopper because if you're lost, just look around, and he's probably the reason. <laughs> also, he's constantly drunk, <laughs> and he was good enough. Yeah, that's so. I I don't know. Like this is this doesn't say a whole lot new about Florida, other than hey, defense is real good against bad quarterbacks. The the other part of the defense is that all thirteen of Auburn's Auburn's points came on short fields. They scored a field goal on a drive that started at the Florida thirty nine. Another one that started at the Florida forty four. Their touchdown came on a drive that started at the Florida thirty two. So mm-hmm. the fact that like Florida's defense is good, but it has it has flaws. It is, you know, not front to back all 11 outstanding. It's not like the best Florida defense we've seen in recent memory. For Auburn to really struggle to sustain anything drive-wise, that that's like the most alarming thing you should take away. Like, Bo Nix struggling, sure. That's very, that's very ex- explainable and makes sense in the context of his development and playing on in a tough road game, et cetera, et cetera. But like they they didn't have any option B. They didn't have other parts of the running game that could spell yeah. it. They didn't have like okay, we're gonna find it w- easy ways to get balls to receivers in space or anything like that. Like they were, if if they did not have excellent defensive play on their own, I don't know that they would have scored. And I don't know how they would have scored in this game. Bo- Booby Whitlow picked up a little bit in the second half. Yeah. But other than that, not a whole lot of consistent production from anyone there. By the way, this is Florida this year. A lot, lot, lot of short passes past first team, and occasionally we'll bust something long in the run game, right? That's that's how this is going to work, y'all. Y'all, the last time I saw this many short fields, I was banned from youth soccer. <laughs> she's she's like this forever now, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm she's, sorry. She's, she's, I'm sorry. She has so much it's pure so Michigan. It's so hard to stop. She has pure Michigan in her bloodstream. Pure Michigan. <laughs> no, no amount of antibiotics to get that out. I will also, I will also say there was not a lot about this game that made me feel like cool. LSU on the road. Florida's got that. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything about this team that makes me feel that way because there are so many mistakes and so many errors, and yet it keeps working. By the way, Florida's won ten in a row. Just. You know, not not that streaks matter, not that you know, not that anyone's watching, but damn, all is one ten in a row. That's I'll take that. Can I play a really mean game to switch it back to the Big Ten for a little bit? Oh, yeah, please. Finally, we're going to talk some goddamn football. Uh, I want to play a game I call Rutgers or Northwestern. Yes. Ooh. Oh, I've never wanted to play this game more. Okay, so Rutgers and Northwestern have both played five games to this point in the season. Um, I believe they have the exact same record of one in four. Um, I will preface this by saying Northwestern has played a harder schedule, but Rutgers has not had like a total cakewalk schedule either. And we're just going to do a simple game of who's been worse at various things. These are all focused on offensive categories. Spencer, you're going to be the contestant for this game because of your excitement. Uh, (laughs) Who's had more punts on the season, Rutgers or Northwestern? Northwestern. That's correct. Northwestern has 33 punts to Rutgers, 31. Who has had more turnovers on the year? Northwestern. 12 to 11. That's correct. Who is the worst team on third down? 
Northwestern. And it's Rutgers this time, 29.3% third down conversion. Northwestern, 33%. Who's worse on a yards per play basis? Northwestern. Northwestern is worse. There are 3.95 yards per offensive play. Rutgers all the way up at 4.94. Last question. Who has scored more points this season? Northwestern or Rutgers? Rutgers. Northwestern has scored one more point than Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers is last in the nation with 71 points scored in five games. Northwestern has 72. I think Pat Fitzgerald ought to spend less time reading blogs and more time reading his playbook, Dan. Are you telling me Maryland, are you telling me Mar- Maryland exceeded both of their totals in a single game and they're still Maryland? I don't understand how Pat Fitzgerald can get up there at a press conference and and whine and bitch and moan about fans this, entitled millennials that, not supporting the team, blah, 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 and roll out this fucking turd circus. Turd I don't- circus. <laughs> I just... So, play, the, the, play in the Art National Guard armory. <laughs> The fun distinction here between Northwestern and Rutgers is Rutgers changes OCs every three to five, one to three to five years. Yes. Chris Ash was new uh, and he is on his way out. Meanwhile, as discussed last week, Northwestern's offensive coordinator is uh, he has tenure. He will not be leaving. It's only getting worse. It'll only continue getting worse. Pat Fitzgerald is trying to prove some kind of a point by not having a point. Yeah, he's in the wood. It's especially dumb because Northwestern's defense is quite good, and it doesn't matter at all. They're, they're offense, it better be. Their offense cannot do a fucking thing. They're currently the inverse of the uh, Cliff Kingsbury Texas Tech teams. Yes, that's correct. Which um, means Pat Fitzgerald will be an NFL coach soon, and we will finally be rid of his bullshit. Um, yeah, they, they had a chance to win. They had a chance to win this game. Uh, they had the ball tie game at n- near midfield through a fucking pick. Uh, then- no, no, no. You you described that as a pick, as if, if you, as if if you saw it on film, one would calmly write down interception. No, no, no. It was heinous. I wouldn't. It was that. horrible. It was horrible. Just horrible. And then yeah. and then Nebraska drove to the seven and kicked. The lowest possible twenty-four yard field goal. Yes, can I game. tell you? Can I tell you a little? Like this is all part of a theme, by the way. Yeah. Okay. The guy who kicked that uh, is named Lane McCallum. He's a transfer to Nebraska from, from who, Air Force or something. Correct from Air Force, and he is a transfer from Air Force who played what position? Safety. He took over kicking duties after an injury to the starting kicker. Lane McCallum playing safety for Scott Frost, who, after playing quarterback in college, went into the pros and played for the Jets at safety, right? Um, So just two themes building to uh, Nebraska being beat by a safety, coached by a safety, and being beat by a safety school. Yeah. Right? That's, That's you, Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, stick it, stick it to you. By the way, Northwestern, it's a real good school. It's a real good school. Yeah, just ask them. Just ask them. Let's hear it for safety schools. What's up, safety schools? Uh, I have a uh, I have a fan theory, Star Wars Reddit fan theory, that sure. um, so when Pitt beat UCF 
we all thought that was the discharging, what a lovely word, of the super weapon <laughs> for the season, right? Like, ah, this was Pitt's one big moment. This was the pitting for the year. Well, good. All right. It's been fun, everybody. Let's check back, back in on Pitt next season. But UCF is like, uh, you know, not that all that good. So is it possible to retroactively revise the pitting and realize that what that wasn't actually the super weapon that was like that was just like a regular like x is this like when they're building a second death star no no because like that one that one sucked like that one got blown up before it was that was a normal pit game right Mm. so this is my this was like it the shit blew up but it didn't take the death star here's my only problem with Mm. this theory here are the remaining uh opponents on pit schedule syracuse miami Georgia Tech, UNC, Virginia Tech, Boston College. You're forgetting one at the end. Oh, the Clemson. <laughs> Clemson, oh, no. you bitch. We're coming for you. And the Death Star is actually full this time. You thought it was spent. You thought spent is another beautiful word. And no, in fact, it is full. It is it is primed. It's pumped full of power. Ready to unload all over you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Talk about my ex-wife some more. Which ex-wife? But, uh, I mean, it's like, it just feels like a big waste of pit if UCF can be just lose to any old AFC North, you know, town. Yeah, give it give it time. Give it time. I, I, I think your theory is correct. I believe that, that pit is recharging. Hold on, and hold on. Can... I want to see something. Keep going. Yeah, I believe I believe Pitt has more Pittman oh, wait, left wait, in them. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk. I, I disagree that it's going to be the ACC championship because I don't think they're going to make it there. <clears throat> what? October seventeenth, twenty twenty, in Heinz Field, Pitt hosts Notre Dame. Okay. <laughs> oh no! See, see, see. Oh, sure. Charging, yeah. charging, uh, charging, charging, charging. <laughs> uh, I did want to. Last I did want time. To... <laughs> 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 um, the the wildest game of the week for me, uh, in terms of of actual like sit down and go. Yeah, I would call people and tell them to watch this. Right, like I'd wake them up and do it. If I liked him, maybe if I didn't like him, right, uh, would be SMU versus Tulsa. If you've not watched SMU uh, and you want the freewheelingest, working without a planningest, uh, yeah, Sonny Dykes team where, that still does Sonny Dykes team things like uh, playing a game that they eventually win, where a kick returner just kind of lets the ball lay in the end zone, right? Yeah, it's like every like every Sunny Dykes team where special teams is supposed to be, there's just like nacho dip recipes. There's just other things there, right? And yet, and yet, SMU, who came into this game undefeated, somehow, uh, now it's 6-0, 2-0 in the conference. They win uh, in triple OT, 43-37 in the most white-knuckling, uh, just absolutely insane like they, they didn't have a kicker at the end so they had to throw the game-winning touchdown from like 30 yards out in ot 
um, and got it. Uh, just a bizarre game through and through uh, with fantastic crowd shots of young guys named uh, what? Chad? Clort. Clort. Yeah. Um, Brindle. Payton, but it's all with an A. It's all spelled like Walter Payton. Yeah. You know, khaki. Yeah. Jarlet. Jarlet. Yeah. Braden, but there's like a J in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clambry. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Cadillac CTS Williams, right? Out there. We didn't name him after the Auburn running back, but after the car. Yeah. That's um, it, just a, an outstanding football game. I would actually rewatch this because. Tulsa goes up on uh, on SMU, and then SMU roars back with a 34-point uh, second half and OT. By the way, they, they saved that for last. They, they scored 21 in the fourth. Third quarter, they're just like, all right, hold on. we got to recoup. I'm just going to get my that, win that, back that here. That sniffing noise, that is when Dallas becomes its most powerful. Yeah. This- <laughs> what are you doing in the third quarter? We're in the bathroom. Come on in, man. Um. I have a I have an edit to make belatedly to the top whatever. Top whatever, if you're not familiar, is our ranking of the top things from every college football weekend. It comes out in our newsletter. You should sign up for it. The read option if you haven't already. We also put it on the website, bannersociety.com. The thing we left out, so Oklahoma in their win over Kansas had a situation where they had fourth and goal from the forty four. Before that they had third and goal at the fifty. And people were like, wow, this is wild. This is crazy. Whatever. Um, I think the announcers were like, oh, I've never, I haven't, um, I haven't seen this in 18 years or blah, 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 blah. In my opinion, like, it's a little funny. It's a little weird. But there are enough examples of somebody with third and goal, fourth and goal from a ridiculous distance that it's not that unusual. Here is the twist. So they punt. From the Kansas 44, because it's fourth and goal. How many returners does Kansas leave back for this punt? Not enough, because they downed it on, like, the inch line. The answer is zero. Les Miles didn't leave anybody back to possibly return what was definitely going to be a punt. Oh, a sooner is very wily. (laughs) You you can't... So at this point in a game that I think was uh, it was still a one score game at that point, and it was late in the first half, Kansas got the ball back at like their own two, did nothing with it, had to punt it back with time remaining to Kansas uh, to Oklahoma, rather, who ran the ball back to like the eight and then scored one play later, all because they decided just to not leave a punt returner back for this stupid midfield fourth and goal punt it was it was such a good combination of like oh you think you're stupid well look (laughs) at this so i'm sorry that we left that out and we'll do better next time didn't it bounce it like the i don't know i feel like it bounced it like the nine or something like it was it was a returnable punt it was not a like this was coffin cornered beautifully or what like it were you know a, a returner would have let it go and it just died. It was a returnable punt. There just wasn't a goddamn punt returner. Well, but, you wouldn't look so smart if OU had faked it, would you? I I have a feeling with forty four <laughs> yards to stop it, I still would have looked okay. Kansas, and listen, no, not Kansas. <laughs> you're right. 
No, no. I'm yeah. sorry. See, I'm you got to you gotta you gotta apply the Kansas tax. This is also a good reminder that Boston College has lost this year to that Kansas team and to a rebuilding Louisville team. I know we already talked about Boston College, but man, man, what a bad season. Can I can I remind everyone of an important public health priority that I think everyone should listen to? You should get your flu shot. You should. Everyone should go get your flu shot because the flu sucks. And you can give it to every, you know, you can give it to everyone else, right? And, um, but this is my way of transitioning uh, by way of flu shot reminders to say, man, no one in the Pac-12 has any immunity from anything. No <laughs> one. No one got their flu shots. No one has a single antibody because... Surprise, surprise. Oh, my God. I like it because every week we try to say, like, look, everybody should call... Everybody who's like, the Pac-12 is out of the playoff should calm down. It's a long season. Yeah, they're not in great shape, but, like, things can still happen. And then we look up, and it's like, all right, so it's either going to be 4-1 Oregon, maybe, or 4-1 Arizona. Ah, uh, shit. Well, thanks, everybody else, for trying. Yep. You know what Arizona didn't get? Their flu shot. They're going to lose to somebody they shouldn't. The Pac-12, it's the conference where everyone is the outbreak monkey. They've already... Everyone. Arizona's already lost to Hawaii. Who might fig- Who might finish? Oh wait, 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 wait! I got it. Typhoid Larry. Wow. We no. should also note that one of the most robust anti-vax communities is in Washington. That's true. See? Yeah. See. But yeah, Stan- <laughs> Stanford. Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Late night beat uh, beat a Washington team they had no business beating to get to a meaningless three and three that won't benefit anybody. Pac twelve. Uh, in addition to that, uh, pack yeah, time, <laughs> pack time. No, there's no way Dan's awake for pack time. Sneak attack time. <laughs> you want me to stay up past nine? If Nap I, time. I gotta get up to play cards with the boys at five thirty. <laughs> That's your morning cards. <laughs> I I like there's... that Washington and Washington State have now combined for like the dumbest possible losses. In the Pac-12 at this point, Washington State has a loss to Utah. Utah's not bad, whatever. And they also have the only loss to UCLA. And Washington has a loss to Cal, which also, like, yeah, Cal sometimes can beat you and this Stanford. Like, the Apple Cup at the end of this year is going to be particularly, like, all of my raids will be taken out on you! You did this to me! It's because you're my brother! People look at me funny! That's why! (laughs) The uh, my favorite thing about the Pac-12 right now is that UCLA. Uh, wow! All right, so you got it turned around. You scored seven thousand points on uh, Washington State in eight minutes. Great, cool, good. Then you lost to Oregon State. Nobody loses to Oregon State. What? That's Why what they're for. That? Stop that. Yeah, that man. They, and don't now do that. it's bad for you. There is a path to Oregon State and Arizona playing in the Pac-12 title game. They've both lost to Hawaii. That means Hawaii automatically will get the Pac-12's Rose Bowl claim? Hawaii to the Rose Bowl. And they're like, nah, bro, it's nicer here. I I do want to look ahead a little bit at what the what is next in our Pac-12 future. Um, because oh, there's... Because, <laughs> listen, Wazoo plays Arizona State next week, okay? That's a thing. That's happening oh, at three thirty. That's happening in the middle of the day too. Three thirty oh, Eastern. Is, this is, by the way, the the resistible 
force versus the very movable object because Wazoo just fired their defensive coordinator. Or I'm sorry, he resigned. Yeah. Clearly yeah. of his own volition. Yeah. There was a little bit of a like working with Mike Leach for more than three months. That's a lot. Yeah, Jason, I you sort were talking of got about this sense. yesterday. And can you imagine anything more exhausting? Ah, yeah, I could do like two weeks. Yeah, at least working for Nick Saban, you're like, I know the devil's awake 24 hours a day, and he's predictable. But also with Nick Saban, is like, he doesn't know my name, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Which of these following Pac-12 games from next week are you most confident you know what will happen? Colorado plays at Oregon on Friday night. Mm, nope, Wa- nope. Wazoo plays at Arizona State, 337. Not that one. Good God. Mm-hmm. USC goes to Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I think I got that one. Utah goes to Oregon State. Absolutely not. And, wow. Uh, and, no, and wa- no, I'm fine. And I'm Washington plays an 11 o'clock Eastern kick against Arizona on the road. Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh, after, the after first, losing to Stanford. Uh, Colorado-Oregon, no that sounds... I'll give that 70-30 confidence. Okay. The others, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got U- USC-Notre Dame as a pretty certain outcome. And other than that, 